0: In your Skype message, you said that they, the ships or what it was that was found got activated after the ships came in to our solar system. So can you explain that?
1: Well, we had these massive ships that came in our solar system and they're still in the vicinity of Jupiter. And after these ships got there, these we're, we're thinking, we think there are other ships, but we're not sure yet. They're deep inside and they're warming up the surrounding areas.
0: Okay, and so they're big and they're kind of like just buried under the surface of the moon or... The moon
1: and Antarctica is warming up also, and also Mars.
0: You're listening to ExoPolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala, your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. Well, I'm very pleased to have JP back with ExoPolitics today. So JP has some really exciting news about a, a moon mission he recently conducted. And so, well, welcome, JP.
1: Good afternoon, Michael sala How are you doing,
0: doctor? I am well. Thank you, JP. All right. Well, on Tuesday, uh, December 21st, you contacted me and uh, I guess you were told by someone that uh, you're getting ready or they're getting ready for a moon mission. Well, this is the message you sent me. Let me read out the message you sent me on Skype. You said, they're getting ready for a moon mission. They're going to receive stuff from Earth. So so what did you mean by that? Who was getting ready for the moon mission?
1: Um, the military itself. We were getting ready for a mission and other military around the world that we're connected to. We're ready okay. to bring something
0: out to the moon okay so when you talk about the military now you're you're actually serving with the u.s army so are we talking about u.s space command getting ready for this mission and kind of like pulling troops from the different services army navy marines and so forth is that what was going on
1: yes yes exactly exactly we just said Space Command is, is surely involved. Everything that goes to space has to go through Space Command, and but they pick um certain groups from different countries and United States that they want to send to different kind of missions that they want us to perform certain kind of things.
0: So how were you notified about this? I mean, do you get a phone call? Do you get a text message? Do you just get someone coming oh, up just to you? They bring
1: everybody to the, a briefing room with a big screen, and they they talk one of the captains they talk about the situations and you know to enter that room is is really classified to enter these rooms and you got representatives from different countries that go into these rooms i saw chinese soldiers i saw um brazilian soldiers i also saw uh, even a, a russian representative um, okay. not a soldier though, a russian representative and different kind of scientists, archaeologists, a a, a civilian in civilian clothes, part of these meetings is a a, a meeting of a big room with a big screen and you have somebody in the podium on the left hand side talking about what's the mission and what we're going to be doing. But they don't tell you what time the mission is or when is it because I guess they don't, you know, not trust, but they don't like to tell the timeframe until it happens. And it's fast when it happens. When they, you know, pick you up and let's go, let's do this. But you got to be ready, twenty four seven. After you do the meeting, you already have a mindset that you have to be ready. That the missions can, the mission can be even in the next couple hours. So you, have, you just have to have a mindset that after you're going to this meeting, you're like, all right, you're ready to go anytime.
0: Okay. So there's a briefing in a large room, on on one of the bases. And we have got dozens or hundreds of personnel going into that room. Are they all from the army or are we talking sixty? You got like sixty races? or like six in between
1: sixty and seventy-five people in this um in this um, meeting. And yeah, you got army, you got navy, you got space force, you got um different kind of branches from different countries that go there. I saw Argentinian military people, mm-hmm. I saw a lot of Chinese. A couple, like, like probably like 16 representative from Chinese.
0: How are you notified? Is, is it, does your, because uh, your military occupation specialty as a quartermaster, chemical repairer. So your immediate superiors, I mean, I assume they don't know about this. So how are you notified that? Well, they, uh, yeah, yeah. That...
1: Um, um, some of them, they do know about it, but they don't like to talk about it. And, and everybody knows when you join the military, you, you got a specific MOS, but you do get trained to do other different things. You get trained to do different MOSs. You you don't just stay in your MOS. You also get trained. They use you for different things. If they know you're talented and they know that you're capable of doing it and you keep ranking up, they also give you other um, tasks and they also give you uh, a chance to experience experience other MOSs. See, I'm a, you know, I deal with chemical warfare. Uh, a quartermaster, but I also deal with uh, the mechanics of trucks, the mechanics of different uh, generator systems, the mechanics of heaters, the mechanics of satellites, the mechanic of drones. So they put you in these little classes for you to have a better understanding of who you work with when you're out going to a mission. Because when you go out for a mission or you go out for a, um, say, something bad like a war or something and somebody is down you got to learn also how to do the other guy's job in order for the mission you know to keep going so we're also like like if we go to a a mission and we have a pilot and we have a mechanic of the truck and we have a mechanic of a generator or pump or chemical repairs i have to at least learn another mechanics like say a mechanic of a truck but i'm also chemical repairs so just in case this guy is down i take his spot and Mm -hmm. you know we can manage like that but it's like that they have people from different mos's but you also task out to do different things Mm -hmm. and people that are in the military they'll they'll know what i'm talking about because when you enter the military you're actually all mos's (laughs) but you, you know you do a specific job
0: well in your message on uh December 22nd, you, you told me, okay, so one one group's getting ready for a moon mission. Then you said another group is going to Jupiter. Mm-hmm. They're first going to the moon. Then after that, they're going to Jupiter. Okay. So, and Mars. And and Mars. So what, what was that about? What were you told about this moon mission followed by a Jupiter mission and a Mars mission? What were you, what were you and the other personnel told? We were
1: told that they found something. How can I put this? They put some, they, they found a, a big A big object under the ground of the moon. First, they found something activating some large object that was warming the surroundings. And they also found this in Antarctica. They found this in the moon. They found this in Mars. And and it's connecting to Jupiter. These messages or these signals that these things are sending out they're sending it out to like Jupiter to that particular location.
0: Use you, yeah. in your Skype message, you said that they the ships or what it was that was found, you know, got activated after the ships came in to our solar system. So can you explain that?
1: Well, we had these massive ships that came in our solar system, and they're still in the vicinity of Jupiter. And after these ships got there, these particular other we're thinking we think there are other ships but we're not sure yet they're deep inside and they're warming up the surrounding areas
0: okay and so they're big and they're kind of like just buried under the surface of the moon or the moon
1: and antarctica is warming up also and also mars
0: okay and during the briefing that you had uh you said something about them being beacons was the Military briefing officers saying that they believe these objects that were being found, these craft, were beacons of some kind.
1: Yeah, some type of beacon. When I was in one of them, not literally in one of them, but part of the entrance was one of them, eh, the walls, they look like metavite. It, it, it's a, it's a, they, they, they were talking about it was metavite crystal. I don't know if you're familiar with metavite crystal. It looks like a black, chalky crystal. But the wall, the whole walls were made of menovite crystals.
0: Uh, okay. Now- and you, just,
1: and you, feel, you feel beautiful when you enter in, into these massive entrances of these, I'm calling them ch- ships. They, they have to be a ship of some sort.
0: Okay. Because yesterday you sent me a message on Skype saying that uh, you just came back from the mission, that you huh? went to the moon, that you were part of a mission. And then yes. you went inside of one of these craft and you said that the, the walls of the ship is made of Moldavite. Moldavite. You, Moldavite. Moldavite. Okay. Okay. And that's some sort of crystal and you just felt very peaceful in there and, and that you were there for six hours, that you went there at 3 a.m. And, and got back at roughly 10 a, ten a.m. I
1: made sure I looked I look at my watch before leaving. <laughs> but we have to leave everything behind. Michael, we have to leave any electronics that we have behind. Mm-hmm. Um, even the clothes, they 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 put you in this, this room. That you put your clothes away into this particular square locker that they have, and then the electronics go in this other square locker that is made of gold lining that nothing comes out of it. And you literally go in this other room with your underwear.
0: Okay. And even that,
1: even that, they want you to change in the other room to this other kind of type of um like like boxers-like kind of things that they have for you to wear.
0: Oh, I see. So they, the, essentially they get you to strip off naked and put on a completely new wardrobe for, mm-hmm. for the mission. Okay, so that's what happened. Um, so yesterday morning you get woken up at 3 a.m. You, well, you get... I, was,
1: I, was, I was up already. Okay. I was watching Netflix. Okay. But everybody was asleep. And then somebody knocked on the door. It was the military police, and they said, "Oh, they're waiting for you." And right there and then, you already know what it is and what to bring, and you know.
0: And so, where did you go? Did you go into a room? I mean, we're talking about a base. Yeah. Okay. Can you say if it's an Air Force base, an Army base? Is that can you say that? Is that all right? It's connected.
1: Or? It's connected. Yeah, it's connected. It's a NATO um,
0: services base. Yeah. Okay.
1: And they take you. you to this field. We, we go to this field. It is um, surrounded by grass. A lot of um, different kind of ospreys. Uh, a lot of different kind of helicopters. They land there, and also other kind of ships. They land there, and we get in the ship. Prior from there, we go to that other facility that we strip down, and you know we're secondary brief what's going to happen, and then we we take the we take the minivan or buses to. To that location to the where these ships, particular ships, are at.
0: Okay, so so there's a landing field and there's uh, Ospreys military helicopters there and these craft that are going to take you to the moon. And so, yeah, I guess about the 60, 70 personnel that, that got that briefing. Are uh, you well?
1: Um, they everybody went different times, everybody did not go to the same, same time as me, everybody got their different schedule. But I, I saw see. a couple of them that were in a brief, I saw a couple of them in the same spot where i was
0: mm-hmm. so so everyone's gotten changed you're in new uh, uniforms now you get on a craft so what kind of a craft they look
1: similar to a tr3b
0: okay so how, how big are we talking like 600 foot like a tr3b or sm- something smaller
1: uh it, it was a big it was a big tr3b 77 foot round so yeah it was can, quite big can you
0: explain what you mean a 70 foot round because
1: like 32 32 32 but it was triangular shape
0: yeah so, so when you say 32 i mean you're talking about the the length of the sides with yeah, 32 yards 32 feet 32 feet okay so that's not a big craft then how, how many people could get on that
1: like six or oh, four okay.
0: all right so six or four people so you, you got on that triangle craft and so what, what happened yeah, next that's quite, that's
1: quite big like when you see it Michael, like, oh, it's kind of big
0: mm-hmm. okay so when you get in it what happens do you do you strap into a chair is it like getting into a first class on an airplane what's it like
1: yeah you get in you get strapped in the chair mm-hmm. and you have somebody else making sure you're strapped in everybody's facing one way and you have a screen on your right hand side Telling you about your location, it's like a screen that pops up, and yeah, it kind of looks like a <laughs> funny, like like a Tesla car, but more a little bit more advanced.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're talking and the
1: seats. About- the seats, um, they go back when they're ready to take off.
0: And and so when it takes off, what do you feel? Do you feel like a, a G force, or is it? well um- no,
1: you, you don't feel G force. You just feel moving. You, you you move, but you don't feel no G force. And, and these ships, you, you don't black out or nothing. But on the screen that you have, you can see, you can choose if you want to look outside, and you can. And in a matter of 30, 40 seconds, we're out already. Out. Like one minute, we're out of the atmosphere. And then it took us like 13, 13 minutes around there, 15, to go to, to the moon.
0: Okay, so you're in this uh triangle craft, about six of you, and the walls are are like transparent or that you can see outside as you're going and it takes you a minute to get out at, outside of the atmosphere. And then you kind of see the stars and earth and the moon as you're going to the moon in that 13, 15 minute ride. Is that? Yeah, you, you know? can't
1: re- really see the stars. Like you can see a couple stars, but yeah, you can see the earth. You can see the beautiful atmosphere. When you leave, you can, you can see the transition of blue to black
0: and and are you yeah. talking with the other people, uh, the other personnel? Are you allowed to talk? Is there a commanding officer, you know, giving you a, a brief? There's always,
1: there's always one guy that's always talking. You know, I'm not, I'm not that guy, but <laughs> like nervous, you know, nervous people that keep talking and they're scared and oh, what the heck am I getting into? Well, you know, this is so stupid. Oh, you know, like you always have one one person that is always um, scared of the situation was probably it's probably his third or, or fourth ride on a bull you know <laughs> but after okay. you get a couple rides you know you're good to go okay but you always have one person talking a lot of what he's supposed to be talking about and and the person that was talking lot, he was a type of archaeologist from nevada he, he he was telling everybody oh I'm from nevada yeah and but he knows a lot about um different languages he knows how to read a lot of different ancient languages, so he's good yeah. with that. He was talking about that. I remember him saying that.
0: Excellent. Okay, so after 15 minutes, you arrive, the The craft arrives on the, on the surface of the moon, or does it go in? the no, we No, we arrive prior
1: to the moon to connect with somebody else that is going to take us. Another ship is waiting for us, and then that other ship, we follow the other ship, and it takes us to a facility that we need to go.
0: And and what is this facility? Is that on the on the surface of the moon, underground? Or? It's on the surface of the moon,
1: and, and this is a facility that they have. The other transportation that takes you to this location that is heating up. It's the size of the place that's heating up the size of six, probably like a one mile square or three quarters of a mile square around, and it's 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 heating up, and they just want to enter this place that's heating up to see what the hell it is what the heck it is mm-hmm.
0: and so what are you wearing you know when you arrive on the moon what are you wearing we're wearing um uh,
1: black suits with the insignia of uh, where we came from we're wearing the united states flag and... and what is
0: your insignia can you say that is that are you allowed to say what you're insignia? not
1: now uh, okay not allowed to say by my Xenia.
0: all right okay you have a it helmet has, or something?
1: Yeah, we have helmets. We have a little bit bigger helmets when we go to the moon.
0: Okay, but so you it, arrive at the moon facility, and you're you're, you're in black suits. You got face masks, and so what, what? happens next?
1: They take us to this place that we meet up. Everybody, everybody's there. Um, not the sixty people. I only saw like thirty or thirty-eight people there in this other room, and they sit us. They sit us in this other big room and they brief us of what we're about to do and and it was like 30 minutes long the briefing and they're they're discussing how or what was warming up these surfaces and then another guy he he said oh these are ships for sure and they were talking about what entrance to go into and then another guy saying how about we encounter uh uh, ET, what do we do? And then there's a guy, another guy that briefs that. Oh, if you counter another ET is probably one of the ETs that are there already that work with us. So don't worry about that. Uh that are also doing investigation on these. But there's another guy. He had a beard and he had glasses, really um a leather, he had a leather hat inside. I guess he doesn't leave the facility a lot, but he's like uh a well-known archaeologist, and he's also a good, good, good type of mechanic guy. So he knows a lot of information, and he's always carrying a, a little, like a bag, a book bag, with a, a computer system inside the bag. He brings out the computer, laptop. He's still old school, and he know like he knows everything about these places, and he he's the one directing most of the missions. That when people get there, he's the one briefing. He has a long, long beard. Um, glasses and he he's telling people that these places that we're visiting they're really ancient and they just got activated and but they've been they've been uh investigating these places but now being activated certain places of this spot that we're visiting some doors has opened and they haven't seen what's inside these doors
0: okay so this this object i mean uh, we're talking about something that's like under the surface of the moon, or is it completely submerged, or is it some of it is protruding out of the surface of the moon? Well,
1: yes. Uh, one side it, it, it's like an angle, so one side, the, the side that we get in, is is on the surface, but it goes into the surface sideways, and they can tell it's a big object because when they send certain kind of satellites that we have or drones, it has a gravitational pull. And it is huge. And it's not part of the moon.
0: Okay. We're we talking about a gravity well. Is that what, what you mean? Like you feel gravity increased gravity around that is that what, what you mean? Yeah.
1: The gravity increases around this object.
0: Interesting. Okay, so so you're kind of like you're you're actually walking on the surface of the moon in your suit, face mask, helmet, facility.
1: We're in a facility. Mm-hmm. That has oxygen and has running water. Mm-hmm. This facility, you don't wear your helmet. Like your helmet is off, everything is off. The helmet, when you put it on, it wraps around your face and it connects. It hugs the uniform, and they connect to each other. It is um, micro technology that they it just connects like a zipper, but it, it does it by itself like a magnet, and it's loose. And then on the left hand side of the helmet, you have this button that you switch up, but you leave it up. If you switch it down, it opens up. So that button, you you stay away from that button, you know, it's right behind your ear. And then it it connects to your helmet once you get out from the facility or you go to the moon surface.
0: Okay. So you exit the facility and now you're on the surface of the moon and you Mm -hmm. go to this object, which is... Part of, part of it is protruding out and, and, and you're able to get inside and it's heating up. And, and so what oh. do you see when you go inside?
1: Well, the, 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 this place is in the dark side of, of the moon. It's, um, you take After you get out, you get into this smaller ship, shuttle type of craft, and it takes you over these like craters. They take you over these craters and then you land. And then that's when we, we start the mission to walk it in, into these objects. We're finding
0: So, so what is your mission? You know, what are you assigned to do when you get there? What's your job?
1: They want me to assist those people that go do the mission, assist and whatever they need.
0: Mm-hmm. Are, are you given any specific instructions about how you're to assist? I mean, are you to just no? Somehow... They,
1: just, they, they just assign you to a particular person. And you you are to follow this person wherever he goes for him to complete what he has to do. Okay. And the so- person I was assigned to, he was trying to find. They assigned him to find these these like plates or these objects that has writings.
0: Okay, so you're assigned to help uh, someone like an archaeologist whose job is to find some writing inside of this craft. Yes, writings that I think you described them as a Rosetta type writing all over the structures. Mm-hmm. So inside, so can can you? Does it look like hieroglyphics or what are the? Uh, yeah, you had like?
1: hieroglyphics. You had other type of languages. It, I, I I never seen it before. I never seen these languages before, these writings. But I, I do I did recognize the holographics, the Egyptian types of um, writings.
0: And so what is the archaeologist doing? I mean, is he taking photographs of the writings? Or- they're
1: taking they're taking photographs, but these photographs is um like an x-ray kind of thing to see in to see what's behind the writings or also to see what's in front. Like it 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 shows because there's some there's some plates that we we're looking at that they had writings, but they also had writing on top of it. And it had another writing on top of it. So it's kind of puzzly how they have, like, a couple of languages on top of each other. So he had to take a picture with this device that is like an X-ray kind of picture that takes a picture of layers. So it looks like different civilizations wrote on top of other civilizations. And it, it, it makes it hard to, to understand or to read it. Yeah, it was kind of interesting the way he was doing it.
0: Okay. And and so you, what what kind of assistance did you give him?
1: I was making sure he was okay, not getting hurt on the places that he was, you know, going to, making sure nobody interrupts the job that he was doing.
0: So you're kind of like providing security. So I assume you have some kind of weapon?
1: I had a I had a type of weapon. I had I had a weapon.
0: Describe the weapon.
1: The weapon looked like a type of M4, Mm -hmm. but it was not. It was more more advanced.
0: Okay. So so you're there, and so you're accompanying this archaeologist as he does his analysis. We were
1: one of the first ones to enter into this facility. So we're making sure the information we get and the information that we receive does not get out to the wrong hands, to the wrong people, because... The information can lead to a lot of breakthroughs
0: mm-hmm.
1: in this particular area that we were in the ship.
0: Now you describe the ship as kind of like several stadiums, the size of several stadiums. So, so what are we talking about? We're we talking something like an aircraft carrier uh, size.
1: Yes, yes, it's huge, huge. Uh, aircraft carrier inside another aircraft carrier is humongous. It is huge.
0: I see.
1: The other party, when we came back and we met up again, they were talking about they went into a, a, a cavern looking area that was huge that they had other smaller ships that they saw that were ancient. And these smaller ships were activated as well. And they saw one ship that they were telling the guy with the beer, hey, this ship, it looked like it moved when we got there. And It came back and it moved and did not move. We did not want to approach it because we don't know who or what moved it. So a lot of teams went in different spots. But the place where I went was where these writings were. We also found a couple of balls, metal balls that when you move them, they control certain kind of systems inside the ships, like heating systems. And... They're just like little balls connected to the a table. And when you twist these balls, it controls certain parts of the ship's doors and all that.
0: Okay, you mentioned uh, there were Chinese soldiers there as well. So what was happening? With the, Chi- the Chinese were doing the same as you guys?
1: Yeah, we, we had another party with us and they had a Chinese soldier doing the same job I was doing, but they had a Chinese archaeologist as well. That was working with one of our guys and the Chinese were the one of the first ones to enter to enter this particular place and the Chinese government they're the first ones to find this particular entrance that they want is they want up uh, they wanted to work with us to go in to, so the really really the security was me you know protecting the guy from the Chinese soldier but not really you know a lot of politics into that but we all got along. We all were working together and all that.
0: Okay, well, I know uh, China has a lander and a rover on the moon. I think it's called U-2, U-2-1 or u 2 And so is is this how they discovered this this craft protruding out of the surface of the moon? Yeah, that the, through the Chinese rover? That the well, Chinese rover found it on the moon?
1: That... Video and that particular thing was not supposed to come out. That was a leak that happened. That somebody leaked it. That was the reason about the security and and everything that was happening for us having security because they were leaking out certain kind of things that we were supposed to leak to the public. Yet you know it was supposed to come out a particular time, but somebody from the Chinese government leaked that out. And that's the reason because of the security, and they asked for our assistance for us to investigate what was this object. Okay. But yeah, isn't that particular um, area?
0: All right. So, so the China's uh, uh, moonlander played a role in the discovery of this uh, giant craft, and so they were the first to find it, and so they're the first to go in. And but, well, no, American?
1: no, we all went in together. I see. They, they found the object, but we all went in together. They they wouldn't go in, they wouldn't go in by without us because they know that we know things that they don't know.
0: I see. So what? How do you describe the relationship between the Chinese soldiers and the American soldiers?
1: We were we were fooling around. We were um, talking to each other. They talk English as well, and they were talking to us that whatever is on earth is on earth, but here we're we're together as a team, and. We just talk about you know different stuff about what happens on Earth.
0: Okay, so so you're there for a total of around six hours. And... When I
1: was when we were investigating these um, holographic and this Rosetta Stone looking, that was like four hours in. But to get there, it took us probably like two hours to get there.
0: To to the craft from the time you landed at the facility, the moon facility, and got into the shuttle, and uh,
1: by the time we got to the facility, it was already two hours in.
0: Okay. So, so the time you spent inside of this craft was how many hours? Like,
1: like two, two hours.
0: Okay. So during that time, um, all you did was you just escorted this archaeologist as he's scanning and taking x-rays or photos of the different writings inside of the craft.
1: We have these drones that we have with us that they're the size of, they're like regular size drones, but these drones, we had, the Chinese had like 16 of them. We had like 20 of them. These drones, they follow us and they fly high and they give light, like a bluish light. So imagine looking up and looking at 30 or 40 drones with flashing lights now. So everything you could see like clearly. These lights were bright, so these drones we use to to flash these lights in. But these drones, they don't fly like regular drones. They they have the anti-gravity technology that we use to, with the TR3B or different other ships, and they they have these bright lights that they help us find stuff and they map out the area prior until we get there. So these drones, they help out a lot, like to not get lost, and they guide us, and it's a kind of AI, it's a really smart technology that we have that helps us map out and, you know, keep us away from dangerous spots or also places that we're not supposed to go that they don't want us to go. So we don't really know who controls these drones, but they're self-taught to map out and to light for us, you know, our mission.
0: So how would you describe the interior of the craft?
1: It had that crystal I was telling you about. um medivite, How do you say it? Mm.
0: Moldavite?
1: Moldavite. And the walls had moldavite, but it's a, They had. It, it looked like a charcoal kind of thing, but it's smooth, where you see the holographics or something. It's smooth, and you can see the writings and all that. But most of the wall, like, you felt a sense of peace, similar to what I felt similar to Genemy when we visited over there.
0: And and when you're in, inside the craft, I mean, is it is it like the interior of an aircraft carrier or something? You know, you've got different levels or is it more like entering into a, a football stadium where you just have huge space? What's it like? In, yeah, in it's
1: like entering a football stadium, huge space. Like, it's really high. You can see the high walls how high they are. And you can even see more holographic on top that we couldn't even reach. We couldn't even see. So whoever wrote these, they, you know, they they wrote a lot of information. It's like a type of a library about giving information, but it's different. It's really ancient. It's really ancient. So we're really interested. We were really interested. The uh, archaeologist, I was really interested in what the archae- ar- archaeologist was saying. He was saying that it's connected to the same things they have on Mars and certain kind of moons we have in our solar system. So it, it, when he said that, that, that kind of
0: interested me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had a very peaceful feeling in, inside of there. Do, did you get a no. sense that, that the vessel was like a, a giant carrier of some sort? You know, was it a a warship of some kind or was it more like an ark or like a biodome? More, more like...
1: For me, I I see like an arc of information, yeah, of of writings.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so all the writings were kind of like on the walls, and it's like a giant stadium. So, what was on the interior? Any idea of what what was in the interior of this craft?
1: Well, they 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 found they found certain kind of like fossils of planet Earth plants that are similar to the. Cretaceous period from when the you know ancient animals on earth used to live. So they found similar fossils of old plants that they had on on certain kind of um they look like like chairs. And but on these chairs, they had the imprint of these plants that they saw that they knew they were ancient and they're they're already instinct on earth. So They're also saying that these ships have been to Earth a couple of times and have connected with different civilizations on Earth.
0: Okay, so so, did did you get any idea or were you briefed how those ships got there on the moon? That particular one, did it crash there? Was it left? Was it a permanent structure there? Oh, they're saying it's not
1: crashed. Right now it's activated. And sending messages to these other ships by Jupiter and by our asteroid belt, and it's sending these these like messages that we can't decipher. We can't decipher yet, but it's like, come, come, uh, we're ready. Like, come, come, get us. Like, sending these messages.
0: Okay, so it's some kind of a, a beacon. Uh, transmitting to this fleet of craft that mm-hmm. came into our solar system recently and is parked around the moons of Ganymede and, uh, and 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 Jupiter. And so this so it's connected in some way to all of that. but mm-hmm. but we don't know or you don't know for sure. You know you, you don't think it was a, a craft, a flying spacecraft. you think it was more a, a permanent structure there on the built on the moon.
1: Uh, I, everybody thinks it's a flying spacecraft. But it's not connected to the moon. It's a different, okay. it's different material.
0: I see. And I see. you can see the
1: outlining from satellites. You can see the warmness. That's really warm. You can see the the. It's like a oval, long, type of craft.
0: Okay. It, long oval type of craft. All right. So, I guess an ellipsoid, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh okay kind of like a football shape is that what we're talking about
1: kind of, kind of like a football shape right. but larger like <laughs> like um, wider than a football but it's like a it's like an oval but a little bit wider than an oval
0: almost a circle I see so almost like a a sphere
1: almost like a sphere
0: yeah interesting okay all right Okay, so when, when you finish the mission, you I guess go back to the craft and do, are you debriefed? Are you told you not to talk about this and you know
1: no, they know that we know not to like say certain kind of stuff. There's other things that happen there that we're not at liberty to talk about it yet, but I think it will come out in the news or
0: mm-hmm. soon of what happened. Well, I know a lot of people listening to this will ask the question, well, why are you allowed to talk about this? Why aren't you arrested by the MPs?
1: It's because everybody knows already.
0: Everybody knows within the military, you mean?
1: Like you. Like mm-hmm. different people that are connected. They, they know about this. So we're, we're a lot that know about this already. So if they do try something to, to me, you know, they're doing it to all of us.
0: Okay, but you have never been told not to talk about this to to private investigators like myself. They they told me
1: make sure you don't talk the deep details of what's happening, but mm-hmm. it's up to you.
0: Okay, you know. So, th- so this is like a controlled disclosure initiative where you know the the people running these these programs are allowing soldiers like you to. Reveal some of what's going on without getting too specific. Yeah, are, are there other soldiers that are, are talking, or are you? The I first? don't know
1: if there's other soldiers talking, but I, I'm saying what I what I can help you guys with, you know, mm-hmm. um, to get closer to the, you know, to what we need to know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you allowed to talk to other to, to the other soldiers on these missions? You know, when you get back to your back to your post.
1: Oh yeah, they, if they approach me, and if, if if they approach to me and they ask me, "Hey, do you remember this? Do you remember that?" Yeah, I'll talk to them. Okay, I I think they kind of know who retains and who forgets because we do we do go through when we get back our stuff, we go through that sound machine that I told you about that makes people certain people forget.
0: I see. So so there was this kind of mind wiping technology. Oh that yeah, was used we on they, you. They, 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 that's standard have, operating procedure.
1: Yeah, they, they always have these,
0: okay. these technologies. So only a very few of the personnel on these missions actually are able to do the mission and then go through this mind-wiping technology and remember it, and you're one of, the, mm-hmm. one of those few. Great. Well, I, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you mentioned Mars and Jupiter. Uh, that, that These are upcoming missions, or you're going to be part of these upcoming missions? No, no. It
1: happened the same time. So what happened was in the briefing, all these 60 or 70 people were, they all got spread out to different places. I just happened to be the one on the moon.
0: I see. So some went to Mars, some went to, well, when you say Jupiter, you're talking one of, so one of the moons of Jupiter?
1: One of the moons on Jupiter or around Jupiter.
0: Okay. So, okay. Do you know which of which the moons?
1: Mm-mm. I do not know what moon but they said the facility of Jupiter.
0: Okay. All right. And you mentioned Antarctica as well. That one of the Antarctica
1: exoplanes. as well. They had another thing going over there.
0: Okay. So that original briefing that you went to where there were roughly 60 soldiers and scientists and so forth.
1: Well, the thing is, room? the thing is Michael, the thing is all these things that we found they were the same shape. They were the same size. And they were warming up the same temperature. So all these groups that went out, we were doing the same thing in the same time. These ships had everything identical to each other. That's what found it interested, interesting to everybody. Everybody was like, wow, this is crazy. We got a ship on the moon. We got uh, another one on Mars. We got another one in Antarctica. Another one they found somewhere else. And the people that went to Jupiter, we do not know why they went over there, but they just went over there. But the other ones that were going to Mars or Antarctica or the moon, we we're all doing the same thing in the same time. So when we were in this particular room, everybody else in Mars and Antarctica, they were in the same room doing the same research. Mm-hmm. So we were moving through the rooms in the same time. But each, each place had different writings and different things that happened and dates. And it's quite interesting.
0: And you say this is all going to come out soon. I mean, have uh, do you know more about when this is going to come out?
1: No, I do not know when this is going to come out, but I think something connected to this is going to come out soon to the public.
0: Okay. Well, thank you, JP, for sharing that. Uh, really appreciate you, you doing this. And just to repeat, uh, J- JP is currently serving with the U.S. Army. I guess you're entering your third year pretty soon, right?
1: And um, Yeah, I entered my third year, and I want to apologize for my grammar or the English speaking language because I speak Portuguese, Spanish, and it is hard for me also to put words together. So I want to apologize, doctor, if I can't phrase or talk perfectly and what I'm trying to express myself in. but. You know, you know me for years, so you understand how I put words together.
0: Sure, you've known you for 13 years, and uh, English is not your first language; it's probably your second or third language.
1: It is my my second, third language.
0: It's your third language, so you learned Spanish first, and then Portuguese, Portuguese, and then English is your third language. So that's for yeah. those that want to know why uh, JP's grammar isn't uh, as as good as mine, for example. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you, JP, for doing this. I uh, appreciate your your bravery in coming forward and you are definitely helping uh, inform people about some incredible events that are happening off planet.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I'm really happy and I'm really happy for what is to come. A lot of good things are happening and we just have to think positive and make it happen, you know, and believe in those that are bringing out the truth.
0: Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you, JP.
1: All right. Thank you very much, doctor. Appreciate you.
0: You have been listening to ExoPolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala. Subscribe, like, and share. Stay informed and be aware.
1: Visit ExoPoliticsToday.com.